Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. Authority is a subject you've chosen to talk about this week, Colin. This isn't something that you often talk about, is it, or is it? It's a subject that I talk about quite a lot at uh, Kingdom Faith because we know what a very important subject it is. Uh, it's a topic that we certainly teach our Bible school students about because as Christians we are to be people of authority and we need to know how to be therefore under authority so we can be in authority. I hesitate to uh, say very much about it uh, in these programs on air because unfortunately there is so much misuse and abuse of authority in some churches. And I'm always afraid that something I say will be taken out of context and made to mean what I certainly don't intend it to mean. So I'm going to be uh, as careful as possible in the way I express things because the scriptures are very clear about the importance of authority, both in the Old Testament and New Testament. And Jesus, after all, was recognized by everybody who knew him, including his opponents, as a man of authority. So it is a, an exceedingly important subject. But of course, what is said in the scriptures applies where there is true spiritual leadership in a church. Where there isn't a proper biblical structure of leadership, then these principles cannot really be put into action in the way that is intended. So I'm sort of <laughs> making all these caveats right at the beginning. So I do, I do trust that people will listen very carefully to what I say this week and the context in which I talk about various aspects of authority. You've got your Bible open at uh, Matthew 8. I guess you're going to talk about the centurion. Well, I will in a little bit. But first of all, I'm going to talk about God because he is the Lord. And what that word means is that he is authority. He is the authority. So if Jesus Christ is the Lord in our lives as Christians, then he is the ultimate authority in our lives. And therefore, as those who believe in him, those who have become children of God because of our faith in Jesus, we are under the authority of God. And the importance of the Roman centurion is that he understood why Jesus was a man of authority. Now, Jesus said of this centurion that he had a faith greater than anybody else in Israel, which meant a faith greater even than his own disciples. And that is because faith and authority are very closely linked. And as the week's programs go on, we will see this increasingly, that if we're a people of faith, we will be a people of authority. And if we're a people of authority, it's because we're a people of faith. But you see, what this man understood about Jesus was that he was not simply a man of authority, but he was a man under authority. Everybody 
as I said just now, even his opponents recognized Jesus to be a man of authority. What is this, the people said? A new teaching and with authority. And the Pharisees asked Jesus, where do you get this authority from? Who gave you this authority? Who gave you the right to act with the authority that you do? These were the questions that they were continually asking. The centurion understood the answer to those questions, that Jesus could only have authority and exercise authority in the way that he did over disease, over demonic powers, over death itself, over the elements, uh, because he was under authority. And Jesus himself made this very clear, that during the days of his humanity, the Father is greater than I. He said, apart um, of myself, I can do nothing. I do only what I see my Father doing. So it's as if Jesus says, apart from the Father, I can't do anything. Then he teaches his disciples, and apart from me, you can't do anything. So just as Jesus had to be under the authority of the Father so that the life and the power of the Father could flow through him, through his ministry, through what he said and what he did, so if we are under the Lordship of Jesus, then the life and the power and the authority of Jesus Christ will flow through our lives. So the key, really, to understanding how to possess and exercise the authority of God in our lives is to recognize that we are people under the authority. And so what, what we teach uh, very much in Kingdom Faith is the more you are submitted to the Lord Jesus Christ in your life, the greater the authority with which you will be able to act as a Christian. It, it, really, it really is as simple as that, basically. The more you are submitted to Jesus Christ as Lord in your life, then the more of his life, his power, and his authority can be expressed in your life. So if we take that as the basic premise of what we're going to, to say this week, we will understand that it's not just a question of claiming authority because we're believers or claiming authority because we have some kind of position in the church, but of recognizing that all authority comes from God. In other words, none of us has an authority of his own. All authority is, is devolved from God. It flows from God. It is given to us by God. Therefore, the more we are submitted to his authority, the more of his authority we can express in our lives. People might be asking the question, Colin, well, I don't mean I don't mind being submitted to God, but I really don't like being submitted to another human being. Yes, well, we'll come on to that uh, a little later in the week because that is going to be a crucial issue. And it is such a big topic uh, that we'll treat it as a topic in itself. But before we can really tackle that properly, we've got to understand the nature of authority. You see, if all authority comes from God, we have got to understand the nature of this authority. Now, clearly, there is a spiritual authority, and there are secular authorities. 
Now, the New Testament is very clear that even the secular authorities can only have authority because ultimately it comes from God. All authority comes from him. Uh, so he is the Lord who can raise up nations and pull them down, raise up governments and pull them down. Uh, he obviously wants governments that express not just his authority, but other aspects of who he is. But there again, to understand secular authority and our submission to secular authority is going to be another subject all on its own that we will have to tackle later in the week. First, we've got to begin with understanding spiritual authority. Now, there's all the time throughout the history of the church been a confrontation, a battle between understanding the relationship between spiritual authority and secular authority. Uh, the Church of England in this country actually came about over a revolt against the authority of God. That actually is what Henry VIII was doing. And that's why he plundered the monasteries and, and abbeys in this country. And he wanted to assert the secular authority above the spiritual authority. And that's still reflected in the fact that ostensibly the crown, but in fact, um, the government appoints the archbishop and bishops in this country. Now, that is a biblical nonsense. I mean, I was brought up in, in the Anglican Church, and I can say that really it is a biblical nonsense that that should take place, because really the spiritual authority should always have preference over the secular authority, because God is spirit. However, you can understand at the time of Reformation why there was a revolt against the spiritual authority epitomized in the the um, the, the nature of the Catholic Church that existed at that time because there was such abuse of, of spiritual authority in the church of that time. And uh, that abuse, you see, was because the popes for centuries had tried to exercise secular authority as well as spiritual authority. So they had wanted if you like, all authority to be in their hands. So what we have got to do is to recognize that there is a clear distinction between spiritual authority and secular authority. And even as Christians, we are to be submissive to the secular authorities, and we are to be submissive to the spiritual authorities, the true spiritual authorities that are over us. And only if we understand how to do that can we as Christians exercise the spiritual authority that God has given us. So what we'll begin to do tomorrow is to see the nature of the spiritual authority and how it can be expressed in the lives of every one of us who acknowledge Jesus Christ as our Lord. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 